Can changing your corner of the universe change the world? We think so. You've heard the quote, be the change you want to see in the world. But what does that look like? This is where we meet the people that are walking that out. One person, one idea, one decision at a time. Here's Baden and Rex. Welcome back to another episode of My Corner of the Universe. Today, I am excited to share what is going to be a really incredible interview with you guys. Um, it is We have actually have a group of people here today from the organization of Kate Cares. We have Kim, Deb, and Autumn all joining us. They all have amazing insight into their vision and what it is that they are doing. Thank you all very much for joining us today. Thank you for Thank having you for us. Having Glad to be here. Great. And they are joining us from the great state of Texas also. <laughs> we were talking some rodeo before the uh, episode started, so that was good times. Um, so, Kim, if you want, you know, go ahead and fill all our listeners in on how Kate Cares got started and the background of everything. Okay. Um, my daughter, Caitlin, um, 26 years old. And her friend Joseph Tarin were in an apartment fire in Austin on July 15th of 2019. Uh, it happened at 4.30 in the morning, and it was very quick. The fire department was there within minutes. It was out in 25 minutes, but there was probably a million dollars worth of damage, and both of their lives were lost in that fire. It just consumed um, their apartment. Did the fire start in their apartment? Or? It started on, they, they really don't have a definite cause. Um, it was undetermined, but of course, then they put probably um, improperly disposed smoking material on the balcony of the second floor. Most likely their balcony. So it's a multiple unit apartment uh, complex or? Yes, multiple units, beautiful Um Woodsy area, right by the green belt. So, uh, Deb, Deb, um, tell us, and then I want Autumn to jump in too. Where your guys's reaction and how you felt you could help Kim out, you know, after you heard this obviously tragic news. So, um, how I felt obviously was devastated, devastated for the loss of um, such a beautiful life in Caitlin, and then also devastated at the loss of my very good friends loss. Um, watching your friend go through something like that is um, pretty horrific. And um, and also, just we've all have a personal connection to Caitlin. Um, she was she was a gal's gal. She was a guy's gal. Um, she was just an amazing um, young lady. So it was it was evident to me within the first twenty four hours that there was no way we were not going to do something from this. It was a tragedy. Um, it was an accident and accidents are preventable. And so <clears throat> after getting through the initial, um, you know, things that you have to do after the loss of someone, then we had all been talking and decided, you know, if Kim was on board, which we knew she was very verbal about it. She wanted to make sure that this never happened again and that Caitlin did not die in vain. Caitlin nor Joseph died in vain. And it was really a, a snowball, I would say, after that, within really within a matter of a few weeks, we had secured some um, 
expertise in, you know, getting set up for a nonprofit. And, and, you know, we're, like I said before, we were ready to launch our first event in October. The other thing I will say is, um, it's not just the, the Kate Cares, you know, organization proper, but what was clear to me the very first day when we went down to Austin, um, Caitlin's community was extremely um, large, and it wasn't just her Houston people, it was people in Atlanta where she had worked, people in Colorado, um, people she met outside of the country. Um, it was really a global loss. And and I think that was another driving force is seeing the impact that this young 26 year old had on so many people. Um, it, it was, there was really no option, but to move, move her legacy forward. Autumn, anything to add please? Um, you know, I echo exactly those same sentiments. Yeah. Um, it wasn't um, really if we would do something, it was what are we going to do? Because I think that really in the same breath of devastation was Kim's voice of we have to do something. This cannot happen again. Like almost um, in the same sentence, the initial... I can't believe this happened. This can never happen again. It was just kind of what went on around her kitchen table for our first um, times together right after the tragedy. And so the idea is basically to help prevent these tragedies in the future. What does that look like? How, besides just awareness, uh, can we talk about some of uh, the things that you guys do to help um, bring awareness to people out there? Sure. One of the first things that we, um, yeah, I'm just going to say, I'll, I'll go back to Kim on some of the big stuff, but one of the first things was that we realized is that we all really, in essence, take fire safety for granted in our own environment. I think one of the most immediate things that all of us did was to literally check the, that we had smoke detectors and carbon monoxide detectors mm -hmm. and that we had batteries that were working in them. And that just surprised us all. That, not that that was necessarily the case for Caitlin, but it was just fire safety in general. Um, it didn't matter what took her. It mattered that are we, even on the front line, are we prepared in the smallest of ways? And then Kim and Deb, if you want to elaborate on some of the other next steps. Just to have a plan, you know, when your kids are little, I think you always say, okay, if there's ever a fire, we're all going to be outside by the fire hydrant. You know, and you all know to stop, drop, and roll, you know, but we came up with a kind of a little uh, saying. Acronym. Acronym. I couldn't think of the word. It's speed, you know, <laughs> safety, plan, escape, exit, and detector. Yeah. So, I mean, if you do that in addition, having a plan, I mean, you think it sounds so silly, but, you know, it, it's so important. Make sure you can fit out your window, number one, especially if you live on a second or third floor. Have one of those collapsible ladders from Home Depot that are like $20 and practice. Mm -hmm. Make sure you know how to get out. I mean, that's something that is just everybody would think, oh, but just that that's probably one of the most important things. Make sure you can fit and you, and you know how to get out your window. 
make sure you have, you know, smoke detectors are only good for 10 years now. So even though I've had some in my house for, since I've lived here, 25 years, I've never changed my smoke detectors. I always change my batteries, mm-hmm. but I never knew that smoke detectors weren't Ten good. Years, yeah, I did not know that. Well, yeah. I mean, so many people that we've reached out to, to like kids in college, all the parents went to their kids' apartment in colleges and they said, oh my gosh, they didn't even have a smoke detector. They didn't even have a fire extinguisher. You know, I wish I just bought a carbon monoxide thing and Velcroed it on her patio, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, just silly, stupid things that we definitely should know. Yeah, I know. Um, I, I know for myself, I know there's how many times that <laughs> you've cooked something, especially when you're in college and the smoke detector goes off, you unplug it, you put it on the counter and you're like, oh, I'll put that thing back up there later. And then it's months later and you never put it back up. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly right. And, you know, the other thing is that I've learned through all this is um, – a lot of apartments in the whole United States are grandfathered in. Certain states have certain laws, but Texas has a law that any apartment that's built before 1977 is grandfathered in. They are not required to be up to code with sprinklers. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I mean, that is mind blowing to me because I never even, I haven't lived in an apartment in 30 years. Every time right. I've been there, I, I, the, house, the apartment was gorgeous. You know, all the apartments around there are gorgeous, but there's so many of them that are old. Um, you know, I think people need to know that they, you know, as a guest, as a visitor, you need to know that. So, so that's really going to be our goal down the road is to hopefully do some law reform where we could maybe get them to disclose. Just like when you go to a hotel and they have a sign at the swimming pool, swim at your own risk. You know, there's no lifeguard on duty. I mean, obviously that's there for a reason, mm-hmm. but right. you know, you know that you're not going to be, you know, there's no lifeguard. So yeah. why can't there be something like that in apartments? Like me as a guest to go in and say, Hey, this apartment's beautiful. Just so you know, have a plan. There's no fire sprinkler. Fire yeah. sprinklers save lives. It's a known fact. I've joined yeah. the fire sprinkler association. There's fires every day in the United States where people die every single day in apartments. It's, it's insane. We like had so, a major forest fire in our area where we live um, a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And I believe now, I'm not sure, Vaden, if you know this or not, but I believe now uh, all the new homes in Paradise have to every new constru- Every new construction in California okay. has to be fire suppression sprinklers. But I think, California, I think California is the same way. There's no <laughs> law on the book that says you have to put them in anywhere. I mean, I've done a lot of remodel work and um, – We've never had to put them in for code. It's only new construction that, that they require it. Did you say new home construction requires new ho- it? New home construction in California. In yeah. California. Even, even single family homes require it. Single family Okay. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's awesome. We had that here at Texas for a while, but apparently somebody lobbied against it because it was too expensive and they stopped. I think yeah. it was Governor Perry that stopped it for a new home. But that, that is ultimately the goal because, I mean – you have time to escape, like literally with it contains the fire and you have a chance. Um, you know, even the apartments here in Texas, if if um, say 10 units burn down, they have to build those 10 units up to code when they redo the work. So they have to have fire sprinklers, but mm-hmm. only those units that only were damaged. Units, right. Gotcha. So what we're also going to maybe hope to change is maybe if a apartment complex has an incident where they have to do that, Maybe give them a timeline. You have to retrofit the entire complex within two years. 
Mm-hmm. You know, maybe start off slow like that to get the lobby, the laws changed, and hopefully, yeah. you know, that that's the ultimate goal, really. I mean, it might be however long, but that's my that's my mission. Yeah. So it's almost, and correct me if I'm wrong, does it seem like it's almost kind of a, a two-pronged mission to where you have a lobbyist side for legislation and then you also have more of almost like a guerrilla marketing style where you're, you're, are you going, you're going directly to people where you're like, hey, this is important for you to do these things in your home. I tell, you know, right after Caitlin died, every single place I went, I told everybody. I mean, yeah. and I still tell everybody. I mean, we, we got these armbands printed and we had our thing. Every time we would put an armband on, we said, you have to, you know, promise you're going to go home and make sure you have a plan and you have everything you need in your house. So, um, you know, even in Texas, like opening windows for small kids, we don't ever open the windows here in Texas. You know, do kids know how to open a window to escape? Right. You know, that's one of our fire safety things when we go to these little um, events, you know, to get a window and, and have the kid actually open the window to know how to get out the window. Cause it's yeah. so common, but they don't know. Also, so, you mentioned the hotels, you know, with the, the sign for the lifeguard. Well, hotels also have that sign that shows escape routes. And, exactly. So know, why don't uh, apartments have that? Yeah. I would I mean, think that for apartments, that would be like, I mean, huge obviously when you live in a house you kind of know your options but kids might not know that like hey there's a fire in that room but that's through to the exit so you know just yep. to, to have those conversations with them yeah and the airbnbs people that airbnb you know yeah. i mean as a guest i would i i honestly would hope that had i seen a sign by her door i would have been like what does this mean you know mm-hmm. i would have questioned it maybe you know so I don't know. Out of tragedy comes change, though, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I I love that attitude. And it's always a hard thing to to digest because tragedy is terrible. But um, there is change and there's always a benefit that comes from it. And when you think of the fact that you will save so many people's lives. I hope so. Save so many people's lives because of the actions that you're taking. I I love that. I love the plan because I think of in my house and um, we have a, a seven year old and a two year old and we don't have a plan that yeah. there's a fire. I never thought of it. I mean, I can never really thought of it. And I bet you, I bet you less than 10% of the people have ever actually put together with their family a plan. So if there's a fire, this is what you do. Well, we'll make a plan now that in this conversation, but before I, then, I, I never even, I never even really thought of it. Yeah. And, you know, the government has such great sites like um, fire safety um, sites and the National Fire Spring. Their sites have so much literature that we share. If you look on our site, we share a lot of it. And it's it's all that like during the holidays about, you know, how the most fires happen for candles and Christmas trees and, and right. just a, a lot of interactive things that, you know, we share all the time. So I, I, I do hope that it does reach out to people. Um that they do get something out of it. Well, I also think the social media side of things too, uh, just staying in front of people. Um, you know, like you said, Vaden, you didn't have a plan. I mean, but when people see that when they're on social media and say, Hey, I, maybe I do need to make a plan. And you know, it, the, the repetitiveness of it or just uh, different ways to be creative to show people like, Hey, you know, let's think about different ways that we can uh, make our families safer, our houses. Exactly. Safer. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's so, so important. You just, you just gave me an idea. Awesome. Nice. <laughs> What's that? 
just got to write it down first. <laughs> I, when I was a kid, cause we, our house was a two story house and um, my dad had bought like this, one of those, like, it's like a rope ladder type of thing, you know, that mm-hmm, we right. down, down that we had out of the roof, or out, not out of the roof, out of the window that we mm-hmm. had out of. Um, so I never really thought about that. Of course, you know, one day, a couple of days I didn't, wasn't as good of a kid as I thought. And that ladder disappeared. So I don't know. <laughs> I've never used one. I mean, yeah. I don't know, but you know, it would be scary because you think a fire happens so quickly. You have literally like two or three minutes to get out of a fire. Yeah. And it's so full of smoke. You can't see it happens like immediately. So, I mean, it really is, it would behoove everybody to practice a plan to get out, especially sure. like the wooden apartments that are, 50 years old, they go up like, you know, tender. I mean, it's just right. instant. And then even if you have an entrance in the front and the back, this fire particularly went up across and, and the roof caved in. So, I mean, oh, wow. Um, wow. you know, it, it, I don't know. Like, like I said, it, it, it is just, um, you think it never can happen to you. I mean, that's, you know, my daughter was all over the world. I used to freak out and worry about her when she's home. I thought she was safe, you know? Right. So, well, like, so. you, like you said, you know, you, you, you can never plan for the unexpected, but exactly. you can always plan for what you can do. And that's the thing that I feel like so many of us are not doing and missing. And that's why what you guys are doing is so important is so many of us are not planning. I mean, I, once again, my son's seven, I've never talked to him about like, if you smell smoke, like, you know, gently touch, like careful because the handle might be hot or all these different signs or right. things. Or if there is smoke, get down really low. Like these are all just things that I don't even know where I, you know, where we learn these in life, but, but the, to consciously start to think of, we need to start to be passing this information down to our kids, through our family. So everybody is fully prepared in case. Something Absolutely. Happens. And we hope to like maybe go to high schools when they have college day, you know, parents taking their kids to college because we got a lot of, um, feedback from them, you know, like, Oh my gosh, one friend even said that she does Velcro for her smoke to, you know, since this happened, which is great. So you can take it down. That's a great idea. Yeah. So. Well, I would imagine college kids or like high school seniors going to college would be a really important demographic to talk to because they're starting to live on their own and they've never ever, they might've known some fire safety stuff, but they've never thought about Oh, should I have a smoke detector or should I have, you know, a plan? Should I have a fire extinguisher? Because, you know, that's just so far down on the mind of most college kids that it's important to talk to them. Exactly. And I don't even, you know, I don't even know why these apartments don't have smoke detectors and carbon monoxide detectors hardwired in. Mm-hmm. I mean, it can't be that much more expensive than, you know what I mean? That yeah, we right. can't take the batteries out. Well, a lot of them don't even have batteries anymore, to be honest. The new but ones. It's like 10 years and it's done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you can't pull it out like we can in the kitchen back in the day when something was burning. So, I mean, there, there are a lot of things that can be done and it's just getting the word out, really. <clears throat> well, and Vaden, I think you kind of touched on something that's uh, important there in the sense that when we were kids, we did kind of learn some stuff. I think it was maybe through like Saturday morning cartoons. They'd have those quick little like, hey, if there if there's smoke, get low and those things. Well, now the way that kids, you know, adjust TV is completely different than we did. That's true. Those kind of little safety or, you know, type of infomercials are no longer there. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's very true. You heard it here, I folks. Think- the world started to turn bad when Saturday morning cartoons ended. <laughs> what was that called? School of Rock or something? Yeah, yeah right, School yeah. of Rock. Yeah. I am a Bill. I'm only a Bill. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was that, Autumn or Deb was going to say something? Um, I was going to say that, you know, one of the things that we were, you know, faced with and, and recognized pretty early on in this is young kids do get the, if there's a fire and it's obvious, the stop, drop, and roll, but, but there's just such a huge gap on, you know, really education across the spectrum of, you know, what are the risks? And, and then, you know, if, if you've done everything and there still is a fire, then what's your plan? right? Yes, get low, but get out, right? And, and I think that's really, um, we want to make sure that we, you know, hit all those different avenues and, or areas of education. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the law reform, as Kim said. So. Mm-hmm. I feel like YouTube would be a great platform for you guys too, to film some videos on just fire education stuff that could be spread around and maybe even get into schools or different areas as a resource for them. That's our, that's, that's our goal. You know, we have a lot of um, Caitlin's friends. We call them the YGs, the young girls. The YGs are very hip and have all of the, you know, they're all college graduates and they know a lot about that. So actually one of them presented that to us last night. They said, if you want to get, you know, so, you know, I really wasn't ready because I still do get very teared up when mm-hmm. I talk about her. Yeah, um, maybe, maybe down the road, that would be a great idea. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I, my think, person. <laughs> I think the other, the other thing too on the YouTube and, and one of the other uh, members of this group um, brought this up. I think there's also um, a way to deliver the message that's not just so bland. Mm-hmm. Um, you right. know, I mean, it could be oh, yeah. get a couple of kids and do a do sort of a skit, if you will, um, and kind of run through the different scenarios. You know, they would have to be quick little, you know, um, little bites of information. But so, I mean, I think those are some things that we're, you know, trying to figure out is how to how to deliver this message in a way that it is received um, and, and actually incorporated in, into their life. Yeah, um, right. So. And you know what I was seeing as far as the YouTube videos is now on YouTube, you have the ads before the videos and something, you know, real quick little things like that that run before. Oh, that's true. You know, mm-hmm. that people can't, you know, skip out. It's like in 10 seconds, yeah. Yeah. your yeah. video is going to start. But it's yeah. a way, it's like information. You're not selling anyone anything. You're just like, hey, here's some great mm-hmm. information that yeah. you probably aren't getting. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, you know, you guys are it's still pretty early in the process of the organization. So by no means, uh, like YouTube, you should get on it now. You know, it's all a process to get through. I just, for some reason, that popped into my head is like, I just yeah. feel like <laughs> that, could, that could work really well. We love all the all the input because we know that we're in our infancy and mm-hmm. and like Otto said, we're just we're around the kitchen table, you know, just trying yeah. to trying to brainstorm and figure brainstorm. out how to how yeah. to drive this forward. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the event in is October, right? Is the the first planned event? Well, the first one we had was in October of 2019. Oh, gotcha. It was already in 2019. Okay, perfect. We hope to make it an annual. Yeah, oh, nice. perfect. Yeah, so how did that, so the, did that go over pretty well, the one in October? Kim, you want to talk about it? Autumn, because Autumn, Autumn did a lot of the grunt work on that one, too. Go ahead. We did. We um, hosted the event in Austin, Texas, Caitlin's hometown, 
and um, uh, several bands came to gave of their time and performed. And we, um, as an organization, had a small little raffle that we had um, gotten some donations and such that then we ultimately, that became a fundraiser for us, obviously, so that we can raise money um, that we need for, you know, social media campaigns. And then ultimately that we put towards our effort for legislation, you know, derivatives. And so um, the event was a lot of fun. Um, we, we met a lot of people and made contact with so many people. And one of the most, um, I don't know, I think one of the most poignant moments of the evening was um, it was a kind of almost like a small festival. We had artists that were there um, and various artisans that had um, different crafts and such. But one of the moments of the evening that I watched um, unfold was a mom and a young daughter that um, she was explaining what the organization was about, either she had read or heard. And then she had a moment with her daughter to talk about fire and not make Mm -hmm. it scary, but just talked a little bit about going home to make a plan. They put a little wristband on and um, they, you know, looked us in the eye and said, we promise we are going to go home and make our plan and share it with our friends. And it was just, you know, just having time with people besides the fun of the event and it mm-hmm. bringing all of us together in the celebratory way of Caitlin's life. It was really quite remarkable how it does take some of that just one-on-one constantly getting your message out. Um, I like the rest of these guys. I've got a, a senior in high school that you just mentioned that um, demographic to who has verbalized that she will never rent an apartment with the same eyes anymore, mm-hmm. you know, after yeah. this, it's certainly mm-hmm. you mark it down and you will, now, you know, <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. I hope that everyone listening to this podcast now, and then everyone that comes across your organization never looks at their apartment or home the same. doesn't mean that the apartment's bad. It's just, Hey, Absolutely. okay. What's, what's in this apartment? Is there, is there smoke detectors? Is there a fire extinguisher? Is there sprinklers? Okay. There is this, there's not that, that makes me adjust my plan. That's right. And that's, that seems yeah. like the important part. And it's so easy to do. And I'm so excited that we were able to have this conversation because all of us live in a home or an, well, <laughs> a home or an apartment yeah. or someplace right. that has or does not have these aspects. And it's really easy for us to know our surroundings. Um, we call, used to call it in the Forest Service situational awareness. You know, know yeah, the right. situation around you and be aware of what it is and, and you adjust to that. Very good. That's right. And so if people are listening to this and they want to be able to contribute other than, you know, events that you guys hold, how do people, how do people do that? Is it, is there a way that people can do it online? Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. So if you go to www.cakecares.org, mm-hmm. okay. um, there's a donate button. Um, And we've got a couple of people that donate on a monthly basis. You can do a one-time donation. Um, There's a couple of different options. There's PayPal. Autumn, you may want to take over on this part because I'm out of, I think I'm out of my lane here, but um, there's a different payment, a few different payment options, um, but certainly the website's the easiest. Um, There's a, a, one of the first things that you see is the donate button on the website. Okay. And that's I'm Kate sure. Cares, just real quick, K-A-I-T-K-A-R-E-S, so they know Correct. the spelling was not Correct. C-A-R, Kate Cares with Correct. K. Yes. Donate on the social media sites also, Autumn? Um, 
know that not unless we have a specific event does it pop up. Um, okay. it's, we usually link it with every post that we do. Okay. And so let's talk about your social media. What are different social medias where people can connect? So we have our, um, we've got our Instagram. It's at Kate Cares. Um, and we've got our uh, Facebook, which is Kate Cares. And then we have our Twitter at Kate Cares. Okay. And we'll put all that stuff in there, our show notes as well. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And it's then um, basically for anyone that's listening to this, if you feel moved, I highly encourage you to, you know, reach out and donate because, gosh, this is an organization that is potentially saving lives. And, uh, you. you know, yeah. this is uh, for me, I, like you said earlier, Faden, I'm going to kind of go through and look at my house differently and, and formulate a plan with my wife, my kids. So, you know, um, say if there is a fire, like, hey, how can how can we be smart and make sure that everyone is safe and everyone knows what to do? Yes, that's a great, that's great. Thank you. So see, we, we do, that just makes my heart happy. I mean, just to hear the stories have been amazing of yeah. how many people it has affected. So, yeah. and you're going to hear, you're going to hear so many, so many yeah. more. I can guarantee that you guys yeah. are going to hear Thank so you. many more because what you're doing is such great work. Um, you know, let's get for everyone listening, follow them on social media, share their content because you can also be part of this journey with them as well. If they post something and you share it, your friends are not their friends. And so you could share some of their content that they didn't know this person in, let's say, Missouri that you shared it and saw it. And all of a sudden that person's like, hey, I need to set up a plan for my house. And that's, that's right. social media. And it doesn't cost you anything to do that. It helps them out. Um, lots of ways to help like that. Lots yeah. of ways to help. But also right. financially, you know, just, just for events for them to be able to move more do more stuff, you know, don't wait until, you know, you know, somebody that's been affected by a fire or harmed by a fire to where all of a sudden you're like, Oh, now we should, I want to do something. You know, it's being as proactive in, you know, your situational awareness of coming up with that plan as it is to be proactive and in, in helping out organizations like Kate care. So really, really appreciate you guys coming on and Great. sharing, you know, what you're doing. Thank you. And actually you could even go, sign with your website onto the site and we're, we're planning on putting out a quarterly letter. So everybody, you don't, even if you don't donate, just sign up with your email and we'll send a quarterly letter out about the goings on or anything new information that we find that we can share with you all. So perfect. And sounds great. if you guys have, you know, any events, you can always reach out to us and we can always promote them too. And so, so um, that's great. Thank you. Yeah. By all means, we just want to make sure that, Obviously, the awareness is out there and, you know, anyone that we can save from spreading what you guys are doing, you know, that's Thank what it's you. all about. Well, our one in April was postponed due to coronavirus, but we'll get it back in a few months when this is all over. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah, it'll be Great. back and bigger and better than ever. That's right. Yeah. Well, Kim, Deb, Autumn, thank you all so much for joining us. Really appreciate what you're doing and thank you for sharing your corner of the universe and how you're changing the world. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Yeah. All right. Take care. Have a good night. All right. You too. Bye. Bye. If you liked today's episode, you can find more information at mycorneroftheuniverse.com. And don't forget to subscribe. Thank you. Have you heard of light therapy? What about photobiomodulation? A fancy way of saying light therapy. 
or stem cell activation. That's right. I said stem cells, the big buzzword in health that no one can afford. Well, you can afford it now. Head on over to my corner of the universe forward slash support the show and click on LifeWave. They offer a 30-day money-back guarantee. You can't beat that. So head on over to my corner of the universe forward slash support the show and get started today.